Welcome to Kings River Life's Mystery Rats Maze podcast, where we share with you mystery stories and first chapters of mystery novels read by local actors. This episode features the mystery short story, Waterfall, written by Marilee Robson. It's read by local actor, Taya Juarez. Waterfall has never been published. If you would like to help support this podcast, listen for details in the closing of this episode on how to become a patron and get some fun perks. All Lorna could hear was panting, her own breath coming in quick bursts. The air she was desperately trying to suck into her lungs smelled of wet earth and fir trees, overlaid by the stench of her own sweat. She stopped to catch her breath, brushing away the strands of dark hair stuck to her sweaty face. She pulled off her heavy plaid shirt, tying it around her middle. It had been cold when they left the lodge, but now the unaccustomed exercise was overheating her. The air in the forest was thick with moisture, condensing on her to the point where she couldn't tell whether the moisture drenching her jeans and cotton t-shirt was sweat or dew. Come on! Stephanie's voice floated down to her from higher up the trail. I want to get to the falls before the crowds arrive! Of course, Stephanie was wearing some new miracle fiber that claimed it would wick sweat away from her body. If Stephanie's body had the nerve to sweat. If she even had the need to sweat. Stephanie had called it morning, but it was still very dark on the trail. Lorna was glad for the headlamp Stephanie had loaned her, its bright beam revealing the tree roots snaking across the path, just waiting to trip her, the spots where the muddy trail turned to bog. She tilted her head, and the beam caught her so-called friend's blonde ponytail bobbing ahead of her. It reminded her of the hair on the Barbie doll Stephanie had given her when she was seven. Stephanie had Barbie's long legs and trim hips, too. She worked in an office, but the company's in-house fitness center helped her keep her Barbie figure and prepared her for bounding up this mountain, just like the black-tailed deer they had startled at the edge of the forest this morning. Lorna looked down at her sturdy hips and thighs. Less like a deer, and more like someone who might have eaten an entire deer for dinner last night. She could swear the hamburgers and meatloaf she ate at the diner where she worked just molded themselves to her body, without any need for digestion. Blake was the only guy who hadn't seemed to mind. His brown eyes had been warm. His smile revealed the dimple in his cheek that came and went when he looked at Lorna his eyes following her as she moved around the diner. But the smiling had ended after Stephanie had visited the diner one day after work. Blake had taken one look at Stephanie, and then all his smiles had been for her. She'd just pulled him after her, like the moon with the tides. Lorna hadn't seen him since. Stephanie's voice sounded thinner, farther away. Lorna, are you okay? Just taking a break, Lorna answered. I'm not used to climbing mountains. Come on, it's beautiful up here. Lorna could hear a rustling in the forest around her. The deer? Or the other hiker Stephanie had been talking about? The sound spurred her to start moving again. She didn't want anyone nearby when she did what she needed to do. Stephanie came bounding down the trail, a wide grin on her face. Oh, there you are. Come on, Lorna. I want you to see this. She grabbed Lorna's hand and started pulling her up the trail. 
Lorna yanked her hand free. I can't go that fast. She followed Stephanie off the forested trail onto a rocky outcrop with a clear view of the falls. It was beautiful. She had to admit that. The falls fell, misty and white, like the bridal veil they had been named for, into a churning pool. The icy water rushed through a channel between the rocks, before leaping over the cliff in a second waterfall. The spray caught the rising sun in dazzling rainbows. Don't you get a better view of the falls from below? Lorna asked. Although, this spot was better for what she had planned. You can't see both falls, Stephanie admitted. But you can't see the pool, and you can't see this. She stretched out her arm. From the clearing, the mountain range stretching seemingly forever. The harsh, rocky peaks softened in many places with the remains of the winter snowfall. The peaks were still faintly pink from the dawn Stephanie had insisted they needed to see. Lorna looked at the green water rushing past. Its color streaked with white where the rapids were faster, racing between huge boulders. It's just as I pictured it, she said. You described it very well. You should have seen it a minute ago, Stephanie told her. It was like the snow was on fire. I don't have your long legs, Lorna said. Or your gym membership. You could come with me after work, Stephanie said. I could get you a guest pass. I'm sure it would make you feel better. You seem a little grumpy lately. I'm on my feet all day at the diner, Lorna growled. The only thing I want to do after work is open a beer and watch TV. But of course you wouldn't understand that. She plopped down on a rock, thankful for the chance to sit down, but grimacing at the cold and damp that seeped through her jeans. A gust of wind turned her sweaty t-shirt to ice. The mist from the falls made it even wetter, colder. Lorna shrugged her shirt back on. Stephanie didn't look cold or tired. She was staring at the lodge far below them. Alorna could see tiny hikers in bright jackets gathering on the front steps. She'd have to act soon. We won't have this place to ourselves for very long, Stephanie said. That's why I wanted to start so early. I used to love this place when I was younger. She glanced at the pool, her look wistful. We used to swim here in the summer, when the water was lower. Of course, in the spring, with the snow melt, it's freezing and way too dangerous. Stephanie smiled. It was probably dangerous in the summer, too, but you know how teenagers can be. It was so peaceful back then. Oh, but now it gets so busy. There were even busloads of tourists who come just for a few hours. You can't see the view, then, for all the tourists taking selfies. And, of course, you don't want other people mucking up your special place, Lorna said. People who aren't as special as you. She stood up and took a few steps toward the river. Her legs felt stiff and shaky after the climb. She stared at the dark water as it raced past towards the falls. The spray chilled her face. She turned back to face Stephanie. But you made me come. Why? Stephanie looked surprised. Then she shrugged. I thought you'd like it. Don't you think it's beautiful up here? She reached out a hand as Lorna took a step nearer the water. Careful! Don't stand so close to the edge. 
Remember, I told you the rocks are slippery. And those shoes don't look like they have very good treads. A surge of anger made Lorna shake. Of course the treads on her shoes weren't very good. Didn't Stephanie realize that she didn't have any better shoes? They were her ancient sneakers, worn smooth from walking around the diner all day, already soaked through from the mud on the trail. She hoped she hadn't ruined them. She knew she'd need to be careful when she made her move. She didn't want to be sliding on those smooth rocks, slipping over the edge into that icy water. Lorna, you're shivering, Stephanie said. Let's have some coffee. I got the lodge to give us a thermos. I even got them to add milk and sugar the way you like it. That's so kind of you, Stephanie. Putting up with sugary coffee instead of the espresso all you fancy folks drink. I suppose you go out for espresso with Blake now. He stopped coming to the diner. Stephanie's blue eyes looked puzzled. Who's Blake? Maybe I'll be able to go out with him after you're tired of him, Lorna went on. That would be kind. Just like when you used to lend me your Nancy Drew books after you read them. It was so good of you to help out the poor girl with no father and a drunk of a mother. Is there some kind of rich girl badge you can get for that? Or a gold charm for your bracelet? What are you talking about? I don't know anyone named Blake, Stephanie said, frowning. And what do you mean about the books? I thought you liked them, didn't you? I thought we had fun talking about the stories and planning our own adventures for when we grew up. I loved that. Yeah, you loved it. It's always about you, isn't it, Stephanie? Stephanie took a step backward. But none of the girls from my school liked reading those books. I thought you did. Lorna, I don't understand what you're so mad about. And I don't know anyone named Blake. Tired of him already? Lorna asked. Or maybe you didn't even notice him. Just another guy following you out of the diner, trailing along with all the other guys in your wake. Wait, that guy who was in the diner the last time I was there? I didn't really even notice him. I certainly didn't go out with him. Yeah, well, he used to talk to me sometimes. I thought he was kind of flirting with me. He used to come in a couple times a week until you came. I swear I had nothing to do with that. I vaguely remember a guy being there. I think he asked if he could borrow the hot sauce from my table. Something like that. I wish I'd paid more attention. I didn't know you were interested. She tried to step towards Lorna. Lorna shoved her back. Of course not. You never know what I want. She gave Stephanie another push. Take this weekend. You didn't consider that after waitressing all week, I might not want to get up before dawn and hike up a mountain? That maybe I might want to go someplace else. Maybe go to a spa or just stay home and sleep in? Did you think of that? I'm sorry. I love this place and I thought you would too. But I don't understand why you came then if you didn't want to. Lorna smiled. I think it's the last time I'll be doing something I don't want to with you, Stephanie. You know, Lorna went on, I was thinking earlier about the Barbie doll you gave me when we were kids. Oh, yeah, we had fun playing with those dolls, didn't we? Stephanie smiled. No, you had fun, Lorna shouted, giving Stephanie another shove. 
Stephanie tried to balance on the uneven rocks, her sturdy hiking boots finally finding purchase. Lorna felt her own shoes sliding down the damp rock and flailed her arms. Stephanie put out an arm to catch her before she overbalanced. We should move away from the edge, Stephanie said. We're getting wet and it's too slippery. Lorna grabbed Stephanie's arm and held her in place. You had fun, she repeated. I was embarrassed. You had so many dolls and all those clothes for them. I just had that one doll you gave me and the stupid clothes my grandmother made for it. It was humiliating. I'm tired of being your charity project. She gave Stephanie another push, edging her closer to the rocks near the rapids. Stephanie's eyes were wide. Is that what you thought? That I was being nice to you out of charity? I loved those clothes your grandmother made for your doll. They were so special. Those tiny little outfits that she'd made out of love. I just had the ones from the store, like everyone else. She sighed. My grandmother would sometimes send me a check for my birthday. If she bothered to recall I existed, she never made anything for me or spent time with me. Remember, I asked you if your grandmother would show me how to sew. I guess she didn't have time. Like I would have asked her. Like you'd want to come over to my grandmother's tiny apartment. When you lived in that fancy big house. When you could buy all the doll clothes you wanted. I knew you were making fun of me. There were tears in Stephanie's blue eyes. Lorna, you've been my best friend all these years. How could you think I was making fun of you? Stephanie smiled. Come on, we're getting soaked here. Let's have some coffee and go back down to the lodge. She tried to take a step forward, but Lorna shoved her back. There were only a few inches between Stephanie and the edge of the rock outcropping. The stones were damp and covered with lichen and cracked in spots. The edge was jagged, as if rocks broke off from time to time. Stephanie had described it well. It was perfect for Lorna's plan. Just a few minutes. Just a few inches. But Stephanie wouldn't stop talking. I'm glad you finally told me how you feel, she said. Maybe I haven't been very good at understanding what you want. But you have to admit you haven't done a great job of showing me. Lorna looked into Stephanie's blue eyes. Stephanie sounded sincere. But Lorna knew better. You know, Stephanie said, I sure couldn't tell you were interested in that guy at the diner. Maybe he couldn't either. Maybe that's why he stopped coming in. All that flirting you described and no response from you. Stephanie reached forward. You're a tough one to read, Lorna. Even for me. And I'm your best friend and I've loved you since we were six. Lorna froze. When was the last time someone said they loved her? No one. Since her grandmother died, anyway. Had she been wrong all these years? Lorna took a step back her foot skidding on the damp stone. Stephanie reached out to catch her, turning, moving her foot sideways. And then, she was gone. We're pretty sure it was an accident, the search and rescue leader told the police after they recovered the body. The rocks are really slippery up there. There are signs warning people, but everyone wants to get a good shot of the falls. 
they get way closer to the river than they should. The police officer nodded. The body's pretty banged up, but I guess going over the falls will do that. The hikers we interviewed saw what happened. They said her friend almost went over too, trying to save her. They had to pull her back. The other man looked over to where Lorna huddled, sobbing. Yeah, she keeps saying her friend was the only person that loved her. It sounded funny, put like that. Wouldn't most people put it the other way around, saying that they love the dead person? Still, she seems genuinely distraught. Probably not thinking too clearly. This reading of Waterfall was produced by Kings River Life and directed by Lori Lewis Ham. If you you can learn more about this book and the author on her website, MarilyeRobson.ca. For more podcast fun, check out The Cozy Sleuth, which is a podcast dedicated to the fans of cozy mysteries, classic mysteries, and light thrillers. Join host Leanna Shields every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for reviews and author interviews. You can find the show on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, or wherever you find your local podcast. You can subscribe at anchor.fm slash the-cozy-sleuth. If you would like to help us be able to continue to bring you more mystery fun, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash kingsriverlife. Even $1 a month can make a difference. We also have some cool merchandise available on Redbubble. Check out the show notes for more links and for the links to our websites and social media. We would like to give a shout out to our latest patron, Kim Spicer. Thanks so much for your support. Subscribe to our podcast to make sure that you don't miss a single episode. Subscribe to our podcast newsletter for bonus content. If you enjoy this episode, please rate or review it as this helps make us easier to find for others. Until next time, this is your announcer wishing you a life full of mystery. Mystery.